Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Um, it's an honor and it's a privilege to be with you guys tonight. I'm really excited to um, speak to you guys. Um, I feel like God's given me a word. He's put a word on my heart that I just want to deliver to our church. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So it's going to be good um, as they get ready. Oh, no, the top came off. Devil, you are a liar. <laughs> the top of the table just like literally came off. Um, but I'm going to be teaching more than preaching tonight. Um, sometimes I can be very boisterous, if that's even a word. Like, you know, can be loud, can get, you know, passionate. And I'm passionate about the Word of God. I believe in what the Word of God says. Um, it's made a big impact in my life, just the gospel and the Bible and God's Word. But tonight, I'm going to sit down for a bit and talk. I didn't know that you guys were going to have an acoustic set tonight. So it kind of flows in line with everything that we have um, going on as well. Um, do want to remind you guys that uh, this next Wednesday, uh, we will not be having service in here. It's 4th of July, um, and we just want you to spend time with your family, um, whatever you have going on, popping fireworks, whatever. Um, make sure to take the time to get people together, rally people together, and look at the devotional that's going to be on the app. We're going to be having a 4th of July devotional from Pastor Bobby. It's going to be awesome. How many of you guys love your pastors? Once again, Dad, love you. Te amo. That's, I'm like the whitest Mexican ever. Did you hear that? how that came out? Um, thank you, Dad, for letting me speak tonight. I consider, I consider it like a privilege and honor, like always. Um, just share the same platform with you. I think it's awesome. I think it's super cool how, like, not trying to sound like prideful or anything, but I'm a second-generation preacher. Like, I, I love doing what I do. I, I love looking at God's Word. And, you know, we had somebody come in this last week, Pastor Larry De La Garza. You know, you guys enjoy him. He's awesome. Such a nice guy, man. And um, it comes to find out, I don't know if my dad told you this, but... Uh, because of him and his family, I believe it was his grandparents or his parents reaching out to my uncle. Um, honestly, this church would not be here today if it wasn't for them reaching out to my uncle. Because what happened after they reached out to my uncle, my uncle reached out to my dad. And we didn't know, my dad didn't know what God was calling him to do. But now we're here, decades later, here in a church, here at a warehouse. Some people may say, see this as a warehouse. I see this as a place of worship. And I'm excited that you guys are here. So I think it's super cool. So I'm excited. Um, can we do something real quick? Um, before I pray and stuff, I'm going to give you my sermon title. Tonight, I'm going to be preaching and teaching about heaven. Uh, my title tonight is called Heaven Bound. Turn to somebody and say, are you heaven bound? See, bound means on your way. Uh, I want to talk about why heaven's necessary. What's heaven like? What, what heaven is like? Um, and how we can get into heaven. It's going to be practical tonight. don't have a whole bunch of revelation that's going to blow your mind. Um, it's going to be practical. Uh, but I believe that it's important for us just to be reminded about God's promises and his word. And we have to understand that life is so much more than just life. You are not called just to live an average, ordinary life here on this earth, barely getting by. Um, going to your job, getting married, and then coming back home every night, watching the same TV show or watching the same program or playing video games. God has called you for a specific purpose and a destiny, and ultimately he wants to be in relationship, and he wants you to be in his complete, 100% holy, uncomparable presence. Anybody thankful 
for that today. Come on. Let's pray. Um, let's get our hearts prepared for tonight as well, and then we'll get into the Word of God or have an intro for you guys first. And let's just get ready. Let's pray together real quick. Um, God, Jesus, I thank you for your Word. Um, I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your anointing. God, I know that I cannot do what I do without the anointing, without your presence, Lord. Thank you for gracing me, Lord, with just the opportunity, Lord, just to preach, Lord. And I pray that tonight, Lord, um, it would just come out pure. Um, and importantly, it would come out clear, Jesus, um, that at the end of all this, Jesus, I wouldn't make this about myself, um, but I would make this about you, Jesus, because you deserve all the glory, because I cannot save anybody in this place, Lord. I'm just a man, Lord. I'm just a vessel being used by you, God. So I pray that tonight, Lord, that you would speak, Lord, and I believe that there is power in your word. In Jesus' name. And if you love Jesus, can you give him a hand clap? Come on. Cool. Um, like I said, I want to be talking about heaven. Um, ooh, timer done. Okay. I'm going to be talking about heaven tonight. Um, but before I talk about heaven, uh, anybody think that's an awesome subject to talk about? Just heaven, right? I mean, just the word heaven, just the thought of heaven should just get us excited, right? Um, but before we talk about heaven, we have to understand how we get to heaven. Um, there are a couple ways to get to heaven, uh, but, you know, the unavoidable way, something that's going to happen to each and every single one of us in our life is going to be through death. Um, one day, um, sorry to tell you this, you are going to die. Don't you feel encouraged tonight already? <laughs> You're going to die. Um, your physical body, um, this, this flesh, you know, my body, we're, we're going to pass away. Uh, we're limited um, we do, we're not eternal in the physical, we're eternal in the spiritual, amen, but one day we're going to pass away, and we're going to leave this earth behind, and it's super important that you know what you place your faith in, um, what you lean on, super important that you know what you believe. There's so many Christians that don't truly know what they believe, right? You know, you got to know what you believe, because the truth is, if, if I'm wrong about this whole Jesus thing, if I'm wrong about the gospel, then I've wasted my life. I've wasted my time on this earth. But if somebody else out there is wrong about there being a God that created the heavens and the earth, they're wrong about Jesus, then they've wasted their eternity. I wasted my life, they've wasted their eternity. I put my faith and my trust in Jesus because I've had experience with God, and I looked into his word, and you just have revelation. And I can't make you follow after Jesus. I can't make you believe in Jesus. You have to make that decision on your own. Amen? You have to make that. There comes a time in your life where, like, God becomes real to you. You know, he, like, he's not just a figment of your imagination. He's not just, like, the Easter bunny uh, or Santa Claus, you know. Uh, but you have to understand that Jesus is alive, that he is living, that he is breathing, that his, he, he is active, that his spirit still moves, and we can see awesome things take place. Amen? Yeah. I tell the students this. They, I mean, you know, one day, you know, your parents aren't going to make you go to church. You know, they're not going to make you read the Word of God. Um, they're not going to make you pray. You have to come to conclu a conclusion. You have to make a decision in yourself. It's like, am I really going to follow after God? Do I really believe in Jesus? Do I really believe in that? Because your eternity depends on it. But like I said, before we can ever get to heaven, we're going to pass away from this life. It says in Scripture that life is but a vapor. Life is temporary. Life is so short. You go to the cemetery, you look at the gravestones, you see, you know, the day that somebody was born and the day that somebody died. And their whole life, all the stuff that they accumulated, everything, a person that had a soul, spirit, they had feelings, they went through things, you know, the, the, the mountaintops and the valleys, all got 
squished down to just a little line. And it's crazy to think about. I remember like the first time I really like comprehended death. I was in um, the parking lot at Walmart, and um, whenever me and my mom were at the parking lot at Walmart, um, she was in the car. I think somebody was going inside. My dad was going inside getting groceries. And I was like in the back seat of the minivan, and I was just like looking up, um, looking at the lights that were like in the parking lot. And, and like it just hit me all of a sudden. I was like six years of age. I was like thinking about life, like just a deep thought. I mean, maybe too deep for like a seven-year-old. I'm really into like apologetics and just like deep thoughts, like what's going to happen when I die? Like, you know, just different things, like really deep thoughts. And like, I, I remember from a young age thinking things like that. And then I just started crying because I came to a realization that I was going to die one day. <laughs> so we were in the parking lot and I just began to cry. I began to weep and cry out. And my mom heard me because I'm in the back, you know, she's in the front. I don't know whatever my mom's doing up in the front, probably listening to KSBJ or something. Um, we were UPC at the time. She couldn't really do much. She didn't have a cell phone or nothing. <laughs> Just joking. Um, not really. I wasn't even allowed to play sports as like a pastor's kid because that's one of the rules. But anyways, um, so I was in the back seat, and um, she was just in the front, and I was crying. She's like, Caleb, what's wrong? I said, Mom, I'm going to die one day. And like, you know, Mom hearing that, she tried to comfort me and say, Caleb, you know, um, don't... Th- don't get so caught up in, like, you dying on this planet, you know, because there's a heaven, and Jesus loves you, and she told me all these different things. It's kind of funny because I was impacted by the thought of death in that moment, and then years later, um, in the parking lot of big lots, I don't know why, like, I have, <laughs> I have all these things happening to me in parking lots. We, we had this lady uh, at the church, and she always said that she wanted to die worshiping God. Okay, so she said that she wanted to die you know, in church, worship God with their hands raised. Her wish came true, okay? Um, it's okay, you can laugh. <laughs> so her wish came true, and she fell over, and she literally passed away in the middle of a service. Crazy, right? It happened. And, you know, the church went wild, the ambulance came, and then me and my mom ended up going to, like, the parking lot right in front of Big Lots, because it was by the church. And I remember in that moment, just like feeling, like I've always had a lot of compassion, compassion whenever you feel the pain of other people. And I just began to cry in that moment, just the thought of somebody passing away, somebody that had family, somebody that had friends, you know, uh, just the thought of somebody passing away. And I had so much compassion in my heart. I began to cry, and I began just to pray to God. My mom pulled over. She actually said, we're going to stop in the park, and we're going to pray for her. Because her family, they want to say, they want to tell her goodbye, you know, because I'm going to tell you right now, these things in this world, you're not going to be able to take anything with you. I don't ever see U-Haul chasing a funeral procession, you know, as they're going into the cemetery. The only thing that you're going to take with you are not these empty chairs next to you, but your family and your friends, the people that you reach out to. And, you know, I'm said, we're going to pray right now in this moment. So I remember just praying, and I remember feeling like the overwhelming presence of God. And right there in the Big Lots parking lot, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, and I received my prayer language, and it began just to come out, and I felt the presence of God because the compassion and the love that I felt for another. Isn't it awesome what God could do whenever you just love people, whenever you love him, whenever you put your full focus and attention on him? And I remember being baptized, and that lady, crazy enough, I can't tell you whether or not it was because of me and my prayers, but I know that the church body came together, and and they prayed. That lady ended up coming back to life when she got to the hospital. And she got to see all of her family and stuff. And she lived for a couple more days, and then she passed away again. Isn't that an awesome story? I think God's so good that he cares about 
just allowing us to see our family and our friends. He, he cares about us, and he cares about our lives. Yeah. Amen? Um, currently, we're going through a hard time right now, um, you know, with my, my grandmother, as hard as it is, you know, because, you know, seeing somebody that you love, seeing somebody that you care about, just giving you guys a little bit of backstory. Um, currently, uh, my mamma, my, my mom's mom, is currently battling um, stage four terminal liver cancer. Um, they're just saying that they're prolonging her death, saying that there's no cure. And I, I put my faith in Jesus, and I love Jesus, and I believe that he can heal greater works in his name, shall we do, right? But at the end of the day, I have to pray, God, not my will, but your will be done, right? Um, but currently, if you have the picture, I want to show you guys both of my grandparents, um, my, grand, my grandmas. Um, both of my grandfathers passed away at a very young age. My dad was only six years of age whenever um, his dad died in a car wreck. Um, my papaw, which is my, my mom's dad, passed away from cancer um, whenever I was very young. I have a couple memories with him, my papaw. So they, they kind of, you know, they were widows for a while. And then my, my, uh, my, my Mimi passed away as a widow. Um, but my mamma, she found the love of her life. Um, Michael Kelly, he's awesome. My step-grandpa, I call him Pops. Uh, my grandpa, I'm so thankful for his support and his strength in my grandmother's life. But, you know, like I said, my grandma on the left, my mamma, she's my white grandma. <laughs> my white grandma, and I got my Mexican grandma right here to the right. Um, they're, they're just awesome. They made such an impact on my life. Currently, the one on the left's battling. She's in MD Anderson fighting for her life right now. Um, my, my sisters and my mom are currently at MD Anderson with her. Thank you guys for all the prayers and everything. I would tell you, we, we feel it, and we love you guys. We do the same thing for you guys. If y'all need anything, I know that you know that you could call on us, and I know that you guys will be there if we ever need anything. Love you guys, man. Um, my, my grandmother on the right, um, she recently passed away at the beginning of this year, um, she had dementia that she was going through, and then there was just a big decline um, in her health, and it was, it was so hard. It, it was so hard seeing somebody that you love, and I'm not trying to be selfish or anything like that, trying to put all the attention on me and my family, because I know that you guys have fought battles, you know, seen people that you love and that you care about just pass away and get taken from you, but how many of you believe to be absent from your bodies, to be present with the Lord, right? To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, so we saw my Mimi pass away, and I remember just watching her in the, in the nursing home. I remember just feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit whenever I was just there, holding her, loving on her, because her mind wasn't completely there. But I just remember being there with her. And honestly, like, the moment that I found out that my Mimi passed away was the moment right before I had to step up on stage to speak. I, I was right there, you know, and I do my best to try to bring a message that just pure, that God could just speak through me, just to touch one person, because I'm learning, I'm growing, my, I'm developing, I'm maturing, you know, as a speaker, and just as a, a person that's stepping into a pastoral uh, position, I love what I get to do, and thank you guys for being patient, thank you guys for being loving, thank you for being supportive, and everything like that, love you guys, but I remember being in that moment, and like, looking down at my phone, and like, seeing a text I got from my mom or my dad, my, my, I was the only one at church that night, I believe, and it said this, it said, Mimi just passed away, she just went to heaven, and literally as soon as they did that, they said, Caleb, they're ready for you to go on stage. I had to get up on stage and preach, and I went straight to the hospital um, after that. But it, it's tough, right? It, just the thought of, you know, seeing somebody that you love pass away. And the, and the truth is, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, because we're going to get super excited here in a moment, but we got to be real when it comes to life and just, like, the inevitable truth that's going to happen, that we're going to die. I want you guys to know tonight, number one, that you were not designed for death. <laughs> 
You were not designed for death. No, like, you ever, like, been at a funeral, and then, like, you get down to the front of the casket, and you look down at the person that's in there that used to have breath in their lungs? You know, that, that like, was there, like, a couple weeks ago? You were laughing, you were talking, you are having a conversation, but all of a sudden they're dead. And then you just have, like, this eerie feeling on the inside of you saying, this, like, just doesn't feel right. Like, this doesn't feel right, and it's not supposed to feel right. And guess what? You know, I have hope for my grandmother to receive her healing. Whether she receives it here on this earth, you know, getting healed from cancer, either way, she's going to get healed. Whether she gets to heaven, she gets healed on earth, she's going to get healed. She's going to get it, I'm telling you. But hurting with hope still hurts. Hurting with hope still hurts. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel the pain. But you were never meant to carry that pain. You were never meant to carry that grief that you feel whenever somebody passes away. Genesis chapter 2, verse 17 says this. It says this. But you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. This is God talking to Adam in the garden. He's talking to Adam. You know, he only had one job, you know, not to eat of this one fruit, not to do this one thing. But guess what? He messed up. He fell short. Some people say, why did, like, God create, like, a fruit in the garden? You know, like, why did he do that? If he wanted to, you know, create harmony and peace, like, why did he allow Because God didn't want to create robots uh, because it isn't a real relationship if there's no choice. He wanted to give him a choice. But what he ended up doing was he ate the fruit that day. And guess what? You know, he, he died. You know, and I've heard people say, you know, how come, like, it says that he will certainly die on that day, but, like, you know, he didn't just drop dead, you know, in that moment. You know, because he did drop dead physically, you know, later on. Um, but in that moment, God wasn't talking about a physical death. He was talking about a spiritual death. Spiritual death. There's a difference. There's three different types of death. I want us to go over real quick um, before we really talk about heaven. But there's three types of death because we, we were not created to die. God created us to live in eternity with him, to have a relationship with him, to walk with him, to love with him. But the wages of sin is death. That's just the truth. So there's three different types of death. First one is a physical death. A physical death is the end of our life on this earth. Number two is a spiritual death. That's a separation from God. That's whenever you are separated from God. That's, that's the kind of death that Adam experienced in the garden. That's the kind of death that Adam experienced in the garden. Because as soon as he ate of that fruit, his spirit died. And the truth is, the only cure and the only antidote, antidote to bring in your spirit back to life is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and repenting of your sins. Because you may not see it on the outside, but on the inside, Jesus is the only one that can change your soul. He can change your spirit. He can change your heart. The moment that you declare him and you believe in your heart and you, you declare with your mouth that he is Lord, that he rose from the dead, your spirit comes back to life. Amen? Amen. Then there's an eternal death. And that's whenever someone is sent to hell for eternity. Since we don't talk about hell too much, do we? But the reality is if you believe in heaven, then, you know, you got to believe in hell. And you'll be surprised by how many people don't believe in hell, you know. But the truth is it's in the Word of God. Don't argue with me. Look at the Word of God. 
So there's three different types of death, um, physical, spiritual, and eternal. So like I said, whenever you're at a funeral, whenever you're looking down, whenever you see somebody that passed away, whenever you hear the news, because I've had so many of my friends, a couple of my friends pass away at such a young age. You know, they're involved with, with gangs and different things like that, selling drugs. I'm, I, I can tell you guys about that. I might may, may share it later on during tonight. Um, but I just remember just hearing about them passing away, and you just feel that something inside of you, it's just, it's just not right. You were never meant to carry the full weight of death. But Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus died on the cross to make dead people alive. I'm going to say that again just in case you didn't hear me. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. Because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Jesus knew what he was getting into. He knew what he was doing on the cross. He didn't do it because somebody forced him to go. He died on the cross because he, he, he pretty much surrendered himself. And he sacrificed himself willingly and went to the cross. So that way he could save you from eternal death. Anybody thankful for that tonight? John chapter, one, uh, John ch- chapter 14, verse 1 through 4, says this. Because the moment that we hear that, we think about life, it, it can make your heart troubled, right? It says this. This is Jesus talking. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also, that you may, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. So th- I just wanted to put the scripture in here for us to know that Jesus made a promise, that he's preparing a place for us tonight. Life is much more than just life. One day when we pass away, my hope and my trust is in believing in what the word of God says, that Jesus, he came to establish the church. He didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill the law. He came to die on the cross for us, and then after he died on the cross for us, he came back to life, and he ascended to heaven. Jesus didn't go to heaven as a dead person. Jesus went as a living individual, amen? And he's preparing a place for us. And what it says in the scripture is that he's preparing a place for us with many rooms. In the scripture, in the King James Version, it says mansions. What that's meaning is, what, what that really means, he's, he's creating a place for us, a place for us to abide that has plenty of room. We, we don't have to worry about heaven being overcrowded. It's going to be able to, and I'm going to tell you right now, we don't have to worry about it being overcrowded, so we might as well bring as many people with us as we can, right? Yes. Bring as many people as we can with us. He's preparing a place for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 through 4, and I got quite a bit of scriptures tonight, says this. I know a man, and this is the apostle Paul talking. He says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise, heaven, and heard, and heard inexpressible things, things not, that no one is permitted to tell. Uh, one thing that really stuck out to me in the scripture was whenever he said um, third heaven. You know, I was like, oh, there's like multiple, you know, types of heavens. I love studying for this too because I learned quite a bit as well. And I heard about this, but it was cool just to refresh and jog my memory. 
But I want to talk to you guys about three types of heavens mentioned in the Bible. The first heaven is earth's atmosphere and the firmament or sky that covers the earth. So whenever you look at the word of God, don't take everything they say as far as heaven literally, thinking about the place where you know, Jesus abides. The first type of heaven is earth's atmosphere, the air that we breathe, the sky that we see. The second type of heaven is outer space. Um, this is where the stars, um, the sun, and the moon reside. So the outer space, the stars, the universe, the space that we see. The third heaven is God's throne, the residence of God. That's where Jesus Christ lives, amen? See, the first heaven we see by sight. The second heaven we see by night. And the third heaven we see by faith. Say that one more time. The first heaven we see by sight. You look up, see the sky, see the clouds. Second heaven we see by night. And the third heaven we see by faith. Amen? Amen. So I want to talk about those three heavens. First point tonight, heaven I'm not talking about the atmosphere or outer space or different things. Like I'm talking about the third heaven, the place where Jesus lives, the place that we're going to be one day. Heaven will be perfect. Heaven is perfect. I want to read a couple verses that describe heaven. And this is comforting to me. And the reason I felt like to talk about this tonight with, you know, the different things going on in the world, tragedies. It's like every single time I pick up my phone, I go on Twitter, uh, or I look at, like, the notification, I look at my phone, through you know, the news app, it's like there's always tragedies. There's always peril. There's, there's, there's so much tribulation and things going on with the family passing away. I think it's important for us to know that this is not our home. This is not our home. We are just pilgrims passing through. We are ambassadors sent here by God to represent him until Jesus comes back, right? I want to talk about heaven a little bit. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, because it's way different than earth. It says this, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. Say no more death. There was never meant to be death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. So when you look at the scripture and you look at like what the word of God says, uh, it, it talks about what's in heaven, um, but more so it talks about like what's not in heaven. And this should make us celebrate and be happy right here because this is so good. You know, you don't have to worry about crying in heaven because of feeling sorrow or feeling sadness. You're going to be in the perfect presence of God. And I'll tell you right now, God is like joy. And, and you're going to feel the joy. You're going to feel the love of God. Because it would not be heaven if death was there. Amen? There will be no death. Uh, there will be no mourning. There will be no pain. There's not going to be hospitals in heaven. Um, there's not going to be any funeral, funeral homes in heaven. Um, there's not going to be any, any cemeteries in heaven. Anybody thankful for that? Not going to be any of those things in heaven. Revelation chapter 22, verse 5 says this, There will be no more light. They will not need the light or, of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. It will rain forever. There will be no sun. There will be no need for sun. Um, there will be no need for the stars. There will be no need for different things to hold things in balance. Because the truth is God holds everything in his hands. And everything in heaven, the reason that it is heaven, is because God is there. 
The reason that it's heaven is because Jesus is there. If Jesus wasn't there, it would not be heaven. I'm going to tell you that right now. Me and my dad were talking about heaven. And when you think about heaven, it's easy to think about the things of heaven. We've got to read a scripture where it talks about like the streets of gold, you know, the gates made of pearls and different things like that. And you hear about thinking about your house and you think about all these different things, you know, and, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have such a great, you know, um, you know, house there. I'm not going to have a leak in my roof anymore. You know, like Chick-fil-A is going to be in heaven, amen, because that's God's restaurant. You think about all these different things, amen, right? That would be awesome. Um, you ever, like, take a bite of, like, a Chick-fil-A sandwich and you got to, like, rededicate your life to God? You're just like, I know there's a God. <laughs> I was joking. Um, but... The truth is, we're not going to heaven for things. We're going to heaven for a person. We're going to heaven to be in the presence of God because that's, that's where we were called to be. You know that Adam was cast out and separated from the presence of God. And God knew, and how many of you are thankful? I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to say that until a little bit later because I think that's going to really get you guys excited. Revelation chapter 21, verse 22 says this. The 12 gates, 12 gates around heaven were 12 pearls. Each gate made a single pearl, made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as the transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. That, 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 that's really good right there. I mean, if, if, you got to understand the importance in Jerusalem of the temple. You know, David, he lived his whole life trying to build the temple, that the house of God. But the truth is, whenever we're in heaven, God's perfect presence and his holiness is going to be everywhere. Everywhere. You ever like feel like, I don't know how you feel the presence of God, like how you've experienced like the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe you felt like, like just heat in your stomach. Um, you felt like the goosebumps on your skin, uh, maybe you're, 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 maybe you're, um, this is crazy because I love this too because this happens to me, maybe your sinuses get all cleared up. Like for me, like I'm talking, I have bad allergies, but whenever I'm praying in the spirit, whenever I'm worshiping God, all those things, the allergies go away. I'm like, God, why can't it just be like this all the time? Because in that moment, you're literally bringing heaven down to earth and your, your body's really, your body can't help but feel the effects of it. It can't help but feel the effects of it. And it says in the scripture, you know, before Jesus and before grace, that if they would have the high priest go into, you know, the, the presence of God, the holy of holies, you know, once a year. And if he came in unclean, he would literally drop dead. Because God's presence is so holy, and he is so good, and he is so awesome, but we are so not. That, like, our bodies can only handle, like, it's crazy, right? But it says that whenever Jesus died on the cross for us, the veil was torn, the Holy Spirit got out, and now we are temples. I think that's awesome. Whenever we're in heaven, you're going to feel the perfect presence of God. You're going to be exactly who God created you to be. You're, you're going to, all those different sicknesses and diseases that you feel, there will be no wheelchairs in heaven. There will be no wheelchairs in heaven. There will be no disease in heaven. There will, no, there will not be any diabetes in heaven. There will not be any cancer in heaven because there's nothing impure or unclean that can be in the presence of God, the pure presence of God. 
says this, Revelation chapter 21, verse 26 to 27. The glory and honor of the nations we brought into it. Like I said, nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. I want us to understand something about the first part of the scripture. Um, there's not going to be any religion in heaven. <laughs> um, there's not going to be uh, denominations or man-made religion in heaven. There isn't going to be any politics in heaven. There's not going to be like, oh, there's Covenant Life Center. Oh, there's Faith Family. Oh, there's Parkway. Oh, there's that church. There's that church. And they're all just one click. No, we're all children of God. Not going to be any separation. I hate the thought of competition in the church. For so long, people tried to claim people as their possessions when it comes to church, when in reality, we are one body. Christians, we're not supposed to compete with any church. We're supposed to complement churches. We're not called to be competitors. We are called to be companions. And if our goal as a church is to beat the next church right over here or right over there or across town, then we've already lost. Period. In heaven, red, yellow, black, and white, won't matter. Whatever denomination, whatever. It's going to be awesome. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be awesome. So it says this, you know, I think the, the, the last part of this scripture kind of like scares people a little bit. Like, you ever think about like, am I going to get into heaven? You know, like, if you're basing, like, your good works and, like, your charity um, on whether or not you're going to get into heaven, uh, you've judged wrong. Um, You know, we do not deserve to be in heaven. We get to be in heaven. We get to be in heaven. My, My third point, accepting Jesus is the only way to heaven. Accepting Jesus is the only way to heaven. Don't believe me? Let's read the scripture. John chapter 14, verse 6 says this. Jesus answered, uh, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. No one goes to the Father except through me. You know, I think it's easy for us to judge, you know, whether we're going to make it to heaven or not based on, like, what you did or, like, didn't do. Um, But that's the law. Uh, We're not under the law. We're under grace, the unmerited favor of God, the price that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ paid on the, on the cross for us, the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God. We don't deserve it. And one thing that's awesome, because grace is not us getting to God, it's God coming to us. True love, real love is not our love for God, but it's God's love for us, that he loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. See, Adam was cast away from the presence of God. He he couldn't get back into the Garden of Eden. If he did, he was going to get killed. Like, God literally placed something there to, like, guard the the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden represented the the perfect presence of God. The presence of God, that's what it represented. What, what it represented. So what had happened was God knew that he couldn't get Adam back into the garden, 
So he got the garden into Adam, into humanity. Adam represented, you know, the first man. He represented humanity as a whole. So whenever Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, he was saying, hey, you know, I've known you. I, I know that you've done wrong. I know that you're not perfect. I know that you're never going to be perfect, but I love you and I accept you. The grace and the love of God is not accepted by good works. I mean, it's, it doesn't, it, you don't reach it. You don't reach it by good works. It's accepted. Jesus Christ, he is accepted. That's how you do it. You believe in what Jesus did on the cross for you. You believe that he wasn't just some figment of imagination, that he wasn't just some good teacher or a good man or a prophet, but he is who he said he was. He wasn't half God or half man. He was 100% God, and he was 100% man. He was the visible image of an invisible God. He came and he paid, because let me tell you, if Jesus was not truly who he said he was, then the price that he paid, or whenever he died on the cross, it wouldn't have been great enough. It wouldn't have been great enough. There was only one way. Uh, God is a God of principles. He, he can't contradict himself. He is perfect. He, he, he plays by the rules. Like, God is God. And he knew that the only way that he could set us free is by dying on the cross. And it's so easy for us to accept, you know, what Jesus has done for us. All we got to do is declare with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, and that he died on the cross for us, and whoever believes in him shall be saved. Anybody thankful for that today? Like I said, man, this is, this is practical. This is like across the table coffee talk, man, just, just talking to somebody. Jesus loves you. Here's my closing statement. He's the only way. My home is in heaven with Jesus. I'm just traveling we need to say that together real quick. My home is in heaven with Jesus. I'm just traveling through this world. Don't get, sought up, don't get so caught up about the temporary that you forget about the eternity. Like, I feel like we're going to get to heaven one day, and we're going to be, like, with our family and stuff, and we're going to look back at our lives, and we're going to see the things that we stressed out about. We're going to see the things that we worried about. And we're going to say, man, that was so small. You know, it's like, I, I literally worked my whole life to build, you know, this business. I forgot about God's business. You know, uh, I worked so hard to build that company. I worked so hard for that relationship. You know, I worked so hard for this thing or that thing. It's not about good works. It's about grace. It's about the grace of God. I feel his presence right now, man. Maybe you're in this place tonight and you say, man, like Caleb, like, like I, I believe in Jesus. I, I believe in what the word of God says, but like, I don't know if I can make it. Like, I, I don't know if I can get to heaven. Like, do you know what I've done? Like, do you know what I, what I did? Do you know what I'm going through right now? It's not based off of your good works. It's based off of his grace. Whenever Jesus was on the cross, let me tell, let me tell you a story before I talk about that. Whenever I was in high school, one of my best friends, uh, my, my, my best friend, one of my best friends, man, I'm telling you, he was caught up in a lot of bad things, but I still hung around him. Uh, I was still with him. You know, 
he, he was known as the plug at the school. He, he sold all different types of drugs, uh, weed, pills, different things like that. And like me and him are like polar opposites. Like people saw me and him at the school like, you're friends with him? Like we used to make vines. So you remember whenever like vine was a thing? Like anybody? Like I was considered vine famous because like I followed like over like 2,000 people and I got like up to like 1,000 followers. We made like vines together and like, like oh, Caleb, oh, you know. Like, weren't you in Caleb's vine? And they're like, oh, my gosh, you know? Like, you, you two are friends? And, like, what had happened was me and him lost some contact, and he came to this church. He was a part of this church. He, I, I brought him with me. I picked him up and brought him to this church. I didn't care what he did. How are we going to save the world if we never go into the world? The church is not a place where we escape the world. A church is a place where we prepare to go into the world. And many people will not go to church. That's why you got to bring the church to them. Amen? So I said, man, like, come with me to church, and let's, let's hang out. We became best buds. Me, Slavic, Miss Ophie knows. We, we became best buds, hung out with each other. We lost a little bit of contact. And what ended up happening, I knew what he was in. I knew what he was getting into. He, he got into a drug deal that went wrong. Got into a drug deal that went wrong, because life is but a vapor. Like, you're, you're never promised tomorrow. I'm going to tell you that right now. You don't have to walk out of this place living the same way that you live right now. You can walk out of this place changed. You can walk out of this place a new creation. But unfortunately for him, he went down the wrong path because it says in the scripture, the way to heaven is narrow, but the way to hell is wide. It's easy. It's not always gonna, it's not always gonna be easy following after Jesus. I'm gonna tell you that right now. The biggest misconception that we give people is like, once you follow Jesus, everything's going to be perfect. There's going to be butterflies and rainbows, and you're going to be all good. But the truth is, there will be hard times in life. But I remember, you know, like the summer after we graduated, we, we had our future ahead of us. We were excited. People were going to different colleges. People got into their jobs, you know, their family businesses and different things like that. Uh, but, but I saw something on Facebook. It said, R.I.P. And then it had my friend's name. My heart dropped. You know that feeling like we said at the beginning? It's like, this, this doesn't feel right. Drug deal gone wrong in the newspaper. Drug deal got gone wrong. Three people were accomplices in this. Two people held him down. One person got a bottle or a can or something. Slit his throat. Best friend. Broke my heart. Went back to his house. Couldn't even get to the front door. Went through the back door. Banging, trying to get in. Last words, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But I know in my heart, I, I may not have seen the salvation, but I seeded the salvation. I seeded the salvation. I brought him to church. He heard about Jesus. I knew his faith. It, it, and at the end of the day, you may say, people may say, oh my gosh, like, like that dude, you know where he's at right now. Like he was in the middle of a drug deal. You know, he was doing this, you know, like I heard about this, I heard this about him. I heard that about him. I heard all these different things. Whenever Jesus was on the cross, if somebody ever says anything like that, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Tell him the story about Jesus on the cross. Person to his left, person to his right. On the cross dying. He knew what he was doing, but it was still tough. It was still painful. 
he felt the full weight of sin, of all of our bad things that we've done. He felt it all. One, one person forsake him, made fun of him, mocked him. One person who was a thief probably went left whenever he was supposed to go right. He said, you know, I believe in you. I believe in you. He may have lived his whole life wrong, but he believed in Jesus. And because he believed in Jesus, Jesus said, today I will see you in paradise. Today I will see you in paradise. So yeah, you know, life is short, but we have so much more to look forward to. We have so many things ahead of us and we cannot be a church that gets so selfish or thinks about ourselves so much or gets so caught up in cliques that we forget about the world. We forget that there are people out there that are dying and they're going to hell and we can do something about it. And the best thing that you could do is just live the life. The scripture calls us living letters. There are 66 books in the Bible, but guess what? You are the 67th. And you may be the only Bible that people ever read is the life that you live. And you may have some relationships. You may have some schoolmates. You may have some family in your life that don't believe in Jesus, that you want to see in heaven with you. Let me tell you, keep the faith. Live the life. Pray for those people. Because your job is not to see the salvation. Your job is to sow a salvation. Seed something in their life by the life that you live. Whenever nobody else is watching, whenever everybody is watching, people are watching you. And Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the light of the world. Jesus is real. You can't say, you have to know that Jesus is a person. I used to pray so many different times thinking that Jesus was far away, that, you know, He's just way off in the distance, but the truth is he's a person. His spirit is literally inside of me, that he surrounds me, that he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me. He knows beginning to end. He knows yesterday, today, and forever. He knows all things. He has all power, and he loves me, and he loves the world. He died on the cross for us. I'm going to pray real quick, and I'm going to hand the mic over or just hand service over. But let's pray right now. Jesus, I pray today, Lord, that we would not ration our compassion, Lord, for other people. I know it kind of turned from talking about heaven to talking about evangelism, Lord, but I, I pray that, Lord, I know that I was being led by your spirit, Lord, to talk about it tonight. So I pray that tonight, Jesus, that you would just do something awesome in these people's lives, Lord, that, that you would become real to them, Jesus, that you want to talk to us, you want to to fill your presence. You want us to be led by you. You do not want us to be conformed to the world, Lord, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So I pray right now, maybe you're in this place, and I'm, I'm gonna take this moment right now. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're gonna pray together real quick. I'm gonna pray with you. I'm sure other people in this church are gonna pray with you. I can't force you to do it. You have to willingly do it. You have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. I'm going to say it right now. You can follow along with me. God, you're going to repeat it after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner. 
I'm not perfect. I repent. I'm sorry for living a selfish life, for doing bad things, for sinning. Jesus, I forgive every person who's, who's ever done me wrong. I don't hold bitterness in my heart. I forgive them. And Jesus, I believe in who you are, Jesus. That you are Lord. That you are forever. And that you didn't die, but you rose. And I believe that one day I'm going to be reunited with you for eternity. In Jesus' name. And if you believe that, can you give God a hand clap? Come on. That's awesome. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.